0: This special Answers for Elders podcast honoring military veterans is sponsored by Carriage. For more information about Carriage, the website is C-A-R-E-A-G-E dot com. Well, this is Chuck Olmstead. I'm down here at Patriots Landing for our Carriage Veterans interview for Answers for Elders. And with me today is David Martin. He's a retired U.S. Navy, retired as a Chief Petty Officer e 7 David, welcome today to Answers for Elders. Thank you. Yeah, well, it's good to meet you. We've had a little chance to chat a little bit, but I always like to hear the stories about folks who have served in the military. And um, usually a story, you start at the beginning. So I always like to hear, did you grow up around here? Is this this, uh, your part of the country or somewhere else in the U.S.?
1: No, I was born and raised in Iowa.
0: Really? Whereabouts uh, in Iowa?
1: Charles City.
0: Charles City. Where is? Where in the state is Charles City?
1: It's up the northeast corner.
0: Northeast. So up towards Dubuque. Uh,
1: it's northern.
0: Yeah, <laughs> up up a little bit farther north. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I grew up uh, in the Quad Cities area down in Rock Island, Illinois. Oh, okay. So that's Mississippi Valley, kind of up in that region there. So, yeah. How long, How many years in Iowa?
1: Until I graduated from high school. Interesting. And in, uh, well, Iowa had six feet of snow and 40 below zero, is the way I like to put it. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't like that. Yeah. And so I went to school down in California, in Imperial Beach, California.
0: That's a that's quite a transition going from uh northeast Iowa to uh to California.
1: Well, I didn't know I didn't know anything about uh, about what the Navy would do for you. I just wanted to get out. Uh huh. Actually I wanted to join the Air Force. Uh uh-huh. but the guy was out to lunch so I joined the Navy. <laughs> and uh I went to school down in California and I was headed for after I got done with the two schools. I was headed for Alaska, and I was, I can't remember without was a train or a bus, but I looked out, it was in Oregon, and I saw some dude in uh, Oregon mowing his lawn in February. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's where I got to be. <laughs> and that stuck with me forever. And uh, so when time come to retire, they says, we'll send you anywhere you want to go. I said, "I want to go to Oregon." Well, I started checking. Oregon hadn't got any military. Haven't got any, you know. Right. Uh, nope. So I said, "Well, let's try Washington." And they got Fort Lewis, McCord, and all right. these good things up here. And so then I started checking, and I found a place in Olympia. Uh
0: huh. So let's go back to Iowa. So you graduated in high school. What year did you graduate? Fifty-five. Nineteen fifty-five. So Korean War was had just ended pretty much, yeah, was pretty over, much. and you graduate. So did you go right into the Navy, right out of high school then? Yes. So you, you had joined, joined the Navy, and they sent you to California for training.
1: Yeah, I had two schools down there.
0: Uh-huh. And what were you trained in down there? I mean, you, I'm sure you had basic training, and then...
1: Well, yeah, I went to Great Lakes for basic training, and and uh, then I went down to Talman School, which is... I guess that's where they get their radio, men. mm-hmm, and, uh, and they handle the mail, uh, the them. Yeah, but that's the school I went to. and I went to Imperial Beach for uh, C. T school, which is communication technician. I see. And uh, when I got out of there, that's when I was headed for Alaska. Yeah,
0: so that's a big transition, Iowa, California. Alaska. Where in Alaska were you uh, based?
1: Adak. Okay. That's one of the islands out in the Aleutians. Out in the
0: Aleutians. So, so that would have been probably 1956, right around in there.
1: Yeah, 55, 56. So
0: this is uh, the Cold War has really started to ramp up uh, around that time. So the, I'm sure concerned with the Soviet Union and what was going on there. Uh, you know, with the Navy and with radio, with uh, at the Aleutians or, or no,
1: no, we did, uh,
0: that wasn't a concern.
1: No, that wasn't a concern. Yeah. My dad was on ADAC, uh, when he was in the Navy. Uh huh. And, uh, but I, you know, I didn't have anything to do with that. Was, yeah.
0: So how many years at ADAC in the I Aleutians? One. One year.
1: I started my sweatsheet at 364. I see and I wanted off that rock <laughs> and uh then later after I had a wife and kids uh I went back and that was great duty uh we we really enjoyed it we extended a couple times and the after oh I think, after a couple of times, they thought I was nuts because I wanted to stay interesting that good that was good duty uh, so what
0: what changed from the first time you were out there till the well I
1: was single the first time out, uh-huh, and I had wife and two kids, uh-huh, the second time out and uh, uh the other thing we had was the commissary and the p x and the sears catalog right uh and that's how we that's how we survived, and yeah. we did a good job. Yeah, I, I bought an old; it was a restored uh, Volkswagen Fastback with uh, uh, and a head and undercoat top. And I took that up there with me, and it it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And if they'd see it along the road, they they knew who it was. Yeah, yeah, it was the only one like it. <laughs> And before we left, the starter went out. Of course, I had to write a letter to my dad-in-law. And uh, I said, send me a starter for this beast. So by the time he got it, and he got it on the ship, and it came up there, well, I was ready to leave. So I sold the car with the starter sitting in the back seat. Uh-huh. And the car was sitting out in the parking lot of the air terminal running. Hey, we could do that up there. Right and uh it was uh it was a good duty
0: good duty yeah so after you uh, spent your first year up there uh in adac <coughs> did you then go on board a ship were you were you uh
1: no i was pretty pretty i was uh i was in security group which is the uh the spokes they called us and uh we were pretty much land based. I see. Uh, so, I, so I, I, I hit every one of the stations in the Pacific.
0: Interesting. So Japan, well, uh, Philippines. Uh...
1: Uh, well, I, I, I saw a lot of these things on a ship mm-hmm. later. I, mm-hmm. I went on a ship. Well, I, I knew I was going to end up there someplace. Right. So I, I picked. Uh, uh, I picked the flagship, the sub fleet flagship, and I looked at their op sched, their schedule. And that's pretty good. They'd be sitting in Icusa for uh, I don't know three or four months. They took a trip to Hong Kong, and then they took a trip to Philippines or something like that. You mm-hmm. know, it, was, it was it was good duty. You know? yeah. It was almost like land duty, mm-hmm. but you got to got to go out and see things. Uh, well, I wasn't up there very long, or wasn't on that ship very long, and then Vietnam broke out. Yeah. And, uh, oh, the opposite went. Yeah. Flipped over. Uh-huh. And so we, we'd go down, and I was on that thing for two years, and we'd go down and uh, sit off the coast of Vietnam. hmm And that's how we're, where we spent a good bit of time. And we'd go home about, and my wife was in Yokohama. Uh, she had a, she had a, I think she just had a daughter then, mm-hmm. and uh, we get to go home every three or four months, and we wouldn't. And when we were home, we still had to go out of board and work. Right. I mean, we had work to be done, so I didn't get a whole lot of time at home, mm-hmm. but. Then we we were in for a weekend one time, and every time we every time we'd go north, uh, we had to stop. I don't know if we stopped or not, but we'd stop in uh, the Philippines. And Subic Bay was oh boy, that was a nice place. Mm-hmm. But they had a missile test, test range off off of uh, the Philippines. And we had to shoot a missile. We had the Talos surface-to-air missile, and uh, but we'd have to shoot a missile. And as soon as we shot it, no, we couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. It was it was a kind of a goofy ship, and so, but we we shoot it, and. We had one time, the chaplain was on the 1MC, which is the speaker system all over the ship. Mm-hmm. And he'd give us a countdown. And I, I'd get up on the signal bridge, and I had my C4 camera, Argo C4, uh, up there on the signal bridge. I wanted to see a picture of this live missile taken off. right. And this would gave us the one the one or five, four, three, two, one edition. Uh-huh. And the next count was the boom. Right. And I'm sitting there. And I got pictures of superstructure, blue sky, cloudy sky. Never did get a picture, of the <laughs> missile. So anyway, I and then there was one day. Uh they shot the missile and the chaplain says meum yummy well edition. And it took off. And it went up, oh, I don't know, quite a ways. And it did a U-turn. It was coming right back. It was coming right back to my, (laughs) right back at my bunk. My bunk was right on the water line. And I'm standing up under the missile missile house. And I thought, "Uh uh-oh. And just before it, it took a dip into the water. And, oh, we stayed around there for, I don't know how many hours watching that white water come up because it was still burning when it went in to drink.
0: Interesting.
1: And uh, so we we were watching for some debris or you know whatever parts of the missile or a fish or anything we could see, and it wasn't anything but white water. Uh, that was. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I ever went up on the missile house again. I yeah. It, I saw if I saw it coming, I didn't want to be there. Yeah. I didn't want to die there.
0: Yeah, so you were in the Navy then the entire time of Vietnam. I Mm. mean, Vietnam because if you were there in 20 years and you started in 55, uh, 56, so Vietnam ended around 74. So, but you didn't necessarily stay in the Pacific all that time.
1: That's another story. Well, tell me. (laughs) Well, I was working in the Pentagon. And my wife was from Germany. She was German. Uh-huh. And I always wanted to go to Europe. I was working in the Pentagon, and I could look across lots, and I could see this building over there that the, uh, uh, what they call them? Anyway, the guys that wrote the orders. Mm-hmm. And I knew some of them. And I said, ah, so I went over one day. And I says I want to go to Europe. I says okay, we'll fix you up. Well, I got my orders. are back to Pacific. I spent my whole career in the Pacific. Other than I was in D.C. twice. I was uh, uh, I was down in Fort or so. Some place down there, uh, one tour, and. Uh, I never got never got east of D.C. Interesting. So every time i I boomerang right back to the Pacific.
0: Uh-huh. And, uh, well, I'm sure you know that area well. So how did your, uh, you know, you, you've traveled a lot. How did your family do as you were traveling around? Did they go with you most of the time, or well, did you kind of find a home base? My wife sat in
1: uh, Yokohama and uh-huh. World War II housing. Uh-huh. And she had she had an infant daughter at the time. Uh-huh. There was a car sitting right outside, but I didn't want her driving over there. Right. That was uh just, that wouldn't something I wanted her to do. But she could walk over to the PX commissary. She put the kid in a stroller and and uh go over and do her shopping and whatnot. And uh but we'd come home and we'd take the car out, make sure it was still run. And we like to go down D Avenue, which was just just down the road. It was, and oh, those, they, they were so artistic when they put up their produce. I mean, beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful stuff. This is, don't eat that stuff that was grown in night soil. And what was it? The, uh, something looked so good. My rememberizer's not too great. Uh it looks so good and so we ventured one time and we and we bought one. We took it home and started eating on it. We ate just a little bit. Uh-huh. And nothing happened. So we ate the rest of it. Nothing happened. So we started buying all our produce down on D Avenue. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it was so good. Uh, I for, I forget what that was we bought, but the commissary. You go in the commissary, and that stuff had been around the block a few times. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it was. We got it on a ship. Mm-hmm. It all of projects come in to commissary so on a ship. And by that time, it was ready to go to the dump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but all oh, the stuff I did, it was so good. We <laughs> started buying everything down there. Mm-hmm, yeah. It wasn't anything bad.
0: So um, tell me about some of your military experiences. You um, uh, Obviously, you got to see a lot, both on, on base uh, and on sea. Uh, was it... Did you have a lot of people that you knew that maybe didn't necessarily travel at, in, at the same time you did, but you kind of had a core group of guys, or were you just kind of, you know, was it was it just kind of a loner experience going from different assignments?
1: Well, we were we were security group, and they were, we were a closed mouth bunch, and uh, there were relatively few. I mean. I'd go from one duty station to the next. I'd oh, I know you, you know, right? And uh, we, it was no no secret. Uh, one of the one of the things, I went to Guam, and uh, I had a we always had a uh, a sponsor, and the sponsor would uh, check us in, and well, being being were chiefs. You know, I take, yeah, you know, check in here one day and yeah, you might miss a day and you check, It probably took a month to get checked in. And we go out and see the sights, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Well, I had this guy who was my sponsor. And we meh kind of started checking in and and he says one day he says, You know, there's a there's a chief for the courier station it's, uh he's he's about uh He's about to get transferred, and he said, "Let's go over to see him." So we went over, and this guy—well, he was—he was a foul-mouthed guy, But he was chief in charge of the courier station, and uh, I didn't know a courier from Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. So the guy gets on the phone. He calls up personnel. He says, "My relief, sir." oh, okay, I <laughs> do know what i do. So I, I became the chief in charge of the courier station, which made me a courier.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And I, oh, I was real proud. They gave, they gave me a burgundy-colored passport, which is diplomatic. I see. And uh, I thought, oh, this is really great. And I, I'd go someplace and i show this burgundy-colored passport. And they wouldn't even look at it. They'd just pe- throw me through and uh I, I was real proud of that yeah
0: so what were your chief responsibilities then uh you know in the, in that assignment where you did what does a courier do
1: well we flew uh all kinds of courier material usually good sized bags and stuff uh and uh we had pouches that we'd use we uh-huh. had, i forget if it was well packaged boxes or something yeah it was- so
0: it'd be like secret, what was it, it was top all classified, classified stuff. Yeah, stuff? it's all
1: classified, except a couple of times. Right. Uh, we had uh, Lady Bird Johnson. Uh, the box of her gown came in, broke open. Uh, <laughs> that was kind of funny. Uh, but we delivered courier material to all the places on the island. And I had, all my guys were, oh, I had anywhere 15 to Thirty guys working for me, and they were all guards, and we we all carried weapons. Uh, and They made us carry them loaded, and we started out with forty fives. You couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with them. Best thing you could do is throw it at them. <laughs> and then we moved up to uh, .38s, uh, short barrels, short barrels, and long barrels, and uh, one time we were up at Cominav Marianas, which was the, the head shed on the island. And uh, I had a guard with me and we were, we were walking down the passageway and who should cross right across in front of us was President Johnson. And I thought, well, that's strange. And so we stopped and waited for him to, you know, you was just going across where's the secret service i didn't see a secret service up there and here's two guys nobody knew well the people that i delivered to they knew me and
0: and you had your weapons
1: well we're carrying these weapons and here's the president six feet from us. wow and yeah that was a non-event
0: yeah So then, did uh, did he acknowledge you at all, or was he just no? He he was
1: just he was with his bunch, right, right. Probably some Secret Service there too, right? Uh, I wasn't impressed. (laughs) Uh, So that was a good job, though. Oh yeah, I lived on the Air Force Base. I lived on Anderson Air Force Base. There's only two chiefs lived on the on Anderson Air Force Base. And one of 'em was the atco chief. He's the one that run the terminal, and me. But I had to be there for any aircraft to drop in real quick. And Mm -hmm. and, uh, the guys called me and say, "Hey, we got an aircraft down in pad, whatever." And so I'd jump my little green Volkswagen, and I'd head for the flight line. And at 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, these air, air police guys, they're sound asleep, and they're, you know, the gate's open, but they're they're not really with it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'd run the gate, and they'd call up the head shed. They'd say, hey, I just had a car run my gate. And they'd, the head shed, it was like a green Volkswagen. <laughs> they say, hey, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was in a T-shirt, shorts, flip-flops. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So it got to be 20 years, and you decided 20 and out, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, the last two years, well, I don't know, last but two years, I took a night course at Pensacola Junior College. I was a course manager on Pensacola a course for enli- senior enlisted. Mm-hmm. And uh, I joined a class for a home appliance repair or for appliance repair. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was four hours a night, four nights a week for two years. I didn't graduate. Well, I did graduate, but I had a certificate. Right. I never had it. A- graduation ceremony or anything like that. I went in uh, a month later and asked the janitor if he if he could get to my certificate, I went and picked it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my, my big deal, that I didn't have to go any, anymore. Boy, that was a drag.
0: So after retirement, what did you do?
1: I fixed appliances.
0: Did you? Yeah. So that's what you did?
1: That's what I did. I got out and, well, let's see, I... I Got out in 75 mm-hmm. and uh, went down to Sears. I said, I need a job. They didn't have all this resume bullying. I said, I need a job. She gave me a test. I passed the test and she called the uh, service manager. says, I got to get the guy here. And there was a guy leaving. He was going into business for himself. So I got his tools. I got his chuck I got... I like got routes. <laughs> I got and I had a job within a month.
0: Well.
2: Wow.
1: Those three. were
0: yeah, those were the days when actually they repaired appliances. Now it's almost like a throwaway thing, isn't it? I mean, you know, well, some of this. I mean, some still
1: get repaired, but Yeah, we we worked I worked on a lot of laundry. Uh-huh. Refrigeration. There was I mean, if we built it, we fixed it. Right. I mean, you don't fix things like toasters that No. Go get doing. Right. Uh but uh yeah it was it was it was a good job and mm-hmm. it was, i kept busy mhm mhm kept really busy
2: yeah uh,
0: and so is that uh what you did for most of the rest of your vocation vocational time of work as as appliances
1: yeah
2: so um, how
0: many
1: years well i started i started 75 and i I pooped out in '99 because my knees gave up. Uh huh. I've been getting uh, whatever shot it is in your knees. Yeah,
0: cortisone.
1: Yeah. I've mm-hmm. uh, been getting them. You sound familiar with that. Oh sure, I know. I know what cortisone's <laughs> all about. <laughs> yeah. And So I ended up getting new knees. You can't. You can't kneel on fake knees. Hmm. So I. I had to retire.
2: Yeah yeah
1: and so I guess it was what twenty four i caught twenty five years that I worked out appliances you you just can't you can't work on an appliance with not getting
0: not nearly exactly
1: so but we worked on everything so
0: uh how did you end up here at Patriots landing? How did you decide to come here
1: Well, we knew a couple from uh from here well they were Actually, I lived on Summit Lake, and we went up to see him one time. My son was probably seven or eight years old by then. and uh, Clint was, and his wife still lives here, he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clint was hit by a prop of an air, air, aircraft when he was in the Navy, so he was disabled. But he was good. He was a good guy. And uh, could do a lot of things. So we were up to their place on Summer Lake one time. Mary says, What I Told Tom, why don't you go downstairs and see what's in the basement? Boy, he went down there and he came back up. He says, There's a boat down there. They had a boathouse right down under the, under the house. He said, Oh. And so Clint got around and says, Well, if you'd like to come work with me and do things I can't do, I'll let you run the boat. And so, oh, that, <laughs> that was a dream job. Yeah. Of course, we had to take him out there every time, but uh, we enjoyed we enjoyed them, and uh, uh, Tom would do things that Clinton could not do. So we came up here to see them one time. They'd moved up here, and we came in by the mailboxes Were you know, mm-hmm. back over yonder. I
2: didn't know
1: where I was. We walked in, there was a door there, so we came in, and then we didn't know what to do. And I said, oh, that looks like the front desk up there someplace. So we were headed for that, and we came through the library. This was before they remodeled the place. Mm-hmm. And we found Clint in the, in, the, in the library, and it was all over. Then we met Susan, Susan Fine, and she took our took us by the hand and gave us a to her and, it was all over.
0: Yeah, beautiful place, isn't it? Yeah, it was, That was about 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So you've been here about 10. Yeah?
1: Yeah. yeah somewhere in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, very good. Yeah, so, we... Yeah. Well, I've been speaking with David Martin. He's a retired U.S. Navy Chief Petty Officer E-7. And, uh, David, I want to uh, thank you for joining us today on Answers for Elders, and I want to thank you for your service.
1: And hey, you don't have to add to E-7 either.
0: I don't have to. No. I won't.
1: Chief Petty Officer will do. Elden. Or just
0: Chief. Or just Chief. Thanks, Chief. This has been a special Honoring Veterans presentation of Answers for Elders, brought to you by Carriage. For more information about Carriage, the website is com.
2: Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show.